Hey, 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 welcome to another episode of Geekly Revealed. It's that show that brings you geeky news on a weekly basis. Geeky, weekly, it's geekly. How that's simple, everyone knows it. As always, it's me, it's your host, Dom McKay, Brother Dom, all over the internet. And once again, I am joined by the freshest coast. Would you like to tell the people who you are? Hey, y'all, it's Stephanie, aka Captain Steph, on Twitter, the Snowqueer on Tumblr, and, you know, just a cool, cool person all over the internet. Aw, how fact. you doing? <laughs> Ah, you know what? Everything's a lot. And it sure we, is. We are content creators, so I'm here to maybe bring some some reprieve or some smiles or just a little bit of chill for yeah, everybody, some, you know? Some peace and joy into into this world. Peace and yeah, love. What's that from? Peace and love and little this donuts. Is, well, there's <laughs> that, but I'm thinking, I think it's it might be what uh, Vash the Stampede says in Trigon. Yeah, I'm not the person to ask that. <laughs> hey, it was, a, it was like a classic adult swim anime you could have watched it oh no i i it's fair of you to have asked me i'm just not the right person to know that answer <laughs> that was a fair question for me because I, I was around that time watching anime I, I i was thinking this week i don't think i'm an anime fan more as i'm like a media fan and anime happens to be part of anime or mm-hmm. anime happens to be part of media because i don't watch like a ton of anime and i don't like make any attempts to keep up with it or anything like that mm-hmm so who knows? Maybe it's, it's it's like I'm not a movie buff, um, but I am a gamer. That's pretty I'm cool, right? Uh, <laughs> but yeah, you know we're we're doing a podcast. You know, have something for people to listen to in case we're all uh, doing our own thing. As uh, is in is in the news, we all know what's going on. No need to dwell on it. So let's talk about some pop culture stuff. You had some good stuff, right? Yeah, yeah. So uh, I mean, the hottest topic that I've got is uh, my as spoiler-free as possible onward review, I guess. So, you know that the ass looking movie that Pixar just put out? <laughs> that, uh, with the, like, the D&D, you said? Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the two I've blue kids going on, like, a magic quest to, with their half, half of a dad. Yeah, it's, what is it, Star-Lord and, and, and Spider-Man, right? It is, it is actually Star-Lord and Spider-Man. <laughs> I'm paying attention. I know some things. It was actually really funny because our the the theater that me and my roommate have started going to most frequently is uh like it's assigned seating, but we we always manage to get seats in the very back, and like we're either there with seeing a movie there where there are a ton of children anyway, so no one cares if we're looking at our phones, <laughs> or there with a bunch of adults seeing a children's movie and therefore no one cares if we're looking at our phones <laughs> what a life what a life but um but yeah so like i was like checking i was like who's doing this voice like in the middle <laughs> of the movie like checking imdb but uh i like that kind of experience idea where it's just kind of hey, we're hanging out we're watching a movie but we're not taking it super seriously but we're not like messing it up for other people yeah like i feel like there's like obviously like there are certain movie experiences where I get pretty spicy about people like checking their phones really obviously or like that kind of stuff like if you're seeing like like a premiere night like MCU tentpole or something like that where people are like trying to pay attention like don't be a dick but like if it's not gonna bother anyone like don't like just use your best judgment honestly like I'm not that much of a purist about not checking your phone like I, uh, I, I I sort of am in the sense of like if it's a movie worth if it's a movie worth watching or if it's hard to hear 
So, like, I'm not going to sit here and say the Saw movies, are, for example, are, like, high art, but sometimes the sound mixing is kind of weird. We're like, wait, what did they say? And since the, it's such bonkers nonsense, you need to hear every detail because one of them might matter later. Uh-huh. But then on the other hand, they always just, like, if some detail was important, they're going to spoon feed it back to you at the end. So if you miss something, it doesn't really matter. Mm-hmm. Like, if somebody's on their phone next to me while I'm watching Jigsaw 2, which is, you know, they rebooted Jigsaw, Jigsaw 2. I'm not going to be mad at that person off. They're, like, talking or, like, making a bunch of movements. They're like, hey, hey, relax, buddy. But, like, if someone would have been on their phone during Sonic, I'd be like, oh, no, you're going to miss the part where he runs. <laughs> <laughs> but if I was, like, watching Parasite or something, I'd want to pay attention to that because it's, like, a whole thing. You know, it's, like, a prestige movie. So, kids' movies, though, meh. Everyone's there for a good time. Yeah, we're all there for a good time. We got, like... We're not missing anything from the movie, you know, like, not to say, not to say that it's, like, super simplistic or anything, but, like, you know, checking, looking down for a second isn't gonna miss you a really hot pot point. No. But, yeah, so it was, uh, it was a really enjoyable movie. It's, uh, so, like, as from the trailer, so it's about these two kids who, um, their father passed away when they were really young before, before the, the younger son could actually even meet him. And they discover when the younger son turns sixteen, they discovered this this spell that will bring him back for one day, so that they can spend a day with them, with him. Um, but it's like magic, like the the uh, the kind of gimmick is that magic has kind of fallen out of style in this fantasy universe. Like everyone just has cell phones and like drives to work and stuff. Yeah. So the kid's not that great at doing magic it's like his first time so they only summon the bottom half of their dad back i like that concept (laughs) right so it's just like a pair of pants with like a glowing blue like at the the, instead of obviously like viscera and stuff like just glowing blue with the belt line makes sense this is for children (laughs) for children yeah but just like to give you the mental image like of what it looks like but they have to make like a they stuff like a hoodie and put like sunglasses on it so they can wander around with him because they have to the way they um they ran out of power to do the spell after the first time so they have to go find like a magical gem in order to finish the spell but it's going to take them a long time and obviously there's the ticking clock of they only have 24 hours with the spell from the moment they started the first time so like a lot of hijinks and like really funny um like fantasy jokes and um but also like clever observations about suburban life kind of jokes and yeah. heartfelt uh, sibling moments and whatnot. And, uh, Sounds was, like a pleasant time. It was. It was a. It was quite a pleasant time. The uh, there was, as promised, a uh, canonically lesbian character. <laughs> um, in her, which honestly, I'm going to give it the first like actually gay moment in a Disney film because she actually says the words my girlfriend as opposed to like being like a weird background moment where like that's like I don't know interpretable as something else yeah like easily like smudged away like doesn't actually matter yeah so that was something um truly you know like the most out of touch possible I mean like it's Lena Waithe who is amazing but like like they did like it how got, I put it? That, that's like a good thing, like, that it's yeah. it's, it's a like queer it's, woman of color that did this. Yeah, and then they made her a cop, which is, you know, the most the most favored profession of the LGBTs. I mean, 
in fantasy apparently uh you but, know uh, it's you know i was uh, i saw somebody say something uh, on twitter so you know take this as it is but uh they were saying that you know they're from like a different country than we are mm-hmm. so to and I, they didn't censor this in their country and from that lens it was actually very uh groundbreaking and it's one of those things where I like to sometimes think outside of my own bubble in a way to be like, well, what does this mean for places where this isn't as commonplace? Like this one action that's not even remotely enough in our country or not our country, let's say like our, our worldviews, mm-hmm. what else is this doing? Like, so I think about like being in Pittsburgh where on the whole, it's not really like the most homophobic city. Like there's going to be slurs and people might not approve of it, but you're not likely uh, likely in air quotes that likely be like part of a hate crime or something like that you know if if you tell somebody you're gay chances are they're gonna not think too much about it we have a couple gay bars that you can go in and out pretty safely right mm-hmm. um so for me i'm like that's that's not really enough like you're kind of enforcing like a, a cop stuff it's you're acting like it's not something that's part of someone's identity like can we get a little bit more for that but i think about some of the other places in this country where it's not even a little bit okay um, to be the person that you are to, you know, to be gay or anything like that. And I wonder what it's like for, I don't know. I think the stereotype would be like deep red state, Texas, but I can also just use like green County, Pennsylvania, honestly. What's it like for kids growing up in those areas where the little sliver that they're getting is revolutionary compared to like what everyone around them says is okay. Mm -hmm. And not saying that Disney shouldn't go harder with that. They absolutely should. I mean, they can afford to put out a movie that costs a billion dollars that nobody goes sees and they'll be fine. They, they, they can afford to take the quote-unquote hit. But I wonder what these minuscule things mean to people that are in much worse situations. I wonder yeah. if, if it means anything to them. I'd like to, I'd like to know. Yeah, that's an interesting point of view. Like, to me, it's like, basically after all this time and like the like, minuscule, minuscule efforts that Disney's made over time. Like, it feels so, like, kind of toothless. Oh, it is. Don't get me wrong. (laughs) (laughs) It's still like, like, you didn't do anything. (laughs) But yeah, it definitely still could make a difference to someone somewhere. But... It's just just something that's that's worth thinking about, which it's not to give anybody kudos for doing the bare minimum. Mm-hmm. But it's just a kind of sad thing where, like, wow, the bare minimum is actually, like, a step up for a lot of situations for some people. Yeah. So, I don't know. I mean, you think about movies like Crash or Green Book Ooh. where some people are like, oh, I never considered racism. You're like, oh, my God. It's like it really took, like, it, it's like it really took this, like, this was the thing, like. Yeah, and, it, and it's sad, but, I mean, I guess every little bit helps. That's that's the hope spot that I'm trying to hold on to the little bit of. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. I, totally. I, I I feel you. I feel you there. Um, but at the same time, things need to be very explicit because wow, if people won't try to gal pals or or buds anything if you don't make it explicit. Like, like you, you we I mean we dig up people's graves and be like, man, these two women held hands. They must be really good friends. Like what? <laughs> yeah, I'm sure they were pretty good friends as they got married. Like, no, 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 that's typically a thing between men and women. Like, yeah, if you put your ideas onto it, like, come on. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, um, I'm reading this book, like, true to my entire brand about, <laughs> um, female union organizers in the 1920s. 
Yeah. And like some like most of them were queer and I was really excited when I read the intro to this book because it's a female writer and she mentioned like her like partner like in in the intro that was written in like 2011 before she could have gotten married kind of thing but like she mentions her partner who has a definitely female name and like their daughter <laughs> and I was like yes she's not going to like gloss over the fact that these women were all together <laughs> like yeah and it's the little you know, things it is like we said i don't know if we said this before the show or or once we started but it's the little things that help keep you going and you know it's that's a major part of things you know uh, marginalized groups are so important to the uh progression of this country is because people are like yo i'm not gonna take this shit anymore and you know what neither should you guys i mean a lot of like you said, a lot of like queer women were organizing unions, and sometimes to get things done, you have to go for certain groups, but they're like, hey, we're getting treated like garbage, and so are you, like, straight white dudes. Like, you shouldn't have to work 60 hours in a week just to make below minimum wage of whatever it was at the time, and that's garbage that you have to do that. There they wasn't even actually a minimum wage. <laughs> yeah, there was like, no minimum wage. Like They were the ones who... Uh, and all that. Yeah, they were the ones who got that on the books. Exactly, and it's you know there's all, I'm I'm sure there were a lot of guys that were working worse jobs and like no you're just trying to like be a woman all over the place and make things worse. It's like stop fighting when I'm trying to make things better for you. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but nevertheless, they persisted and <laughs> made things better because I mean, and this happens you know in the queer community, uh, a lot of civil rights were black women. Uh, I mean, guys were there because statistically. Mm -hmm. Consistently, they ought to be, but but you know, and that's that's you know, your fights have to be intersectional. I believe your your people have to be, and you know, you have to know that things are race and gender and class and sexuality and I don't know. Yeah, man. I'm glad I'm glad they're being onward. Really, uh, spurring the deep discussions here. I mean, you know, sometimes when you do nothing, people have to do a lot. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but how was how was it as a movie, like as a story, like as yeah. as a some fluff it, it was really you know i had a really good time like good. i i laughed i didn't quite cry but like i was like oh yes this is like this is appropriately cathartically emotional kind of like like you're getting me with that pathos there mr pixar but um good good but i think one of the funniest things though was that they uh in the credits at the very end because we weren't sure if there's going to be an after credit scene so we were just chilling and um at the very end of the credits like after the songs and all of that they actually had like a shout out to wizards of the coast that was like thank you for the use of like i think it was the, the gelatinous cube and one other D D like monster or concept or something that they had used in the story and they legally have to right yeah so like i guess like Gary Gygax is the one who decided that gelatinous cube, like, put a big old TMTM on the gelatinous cube. That's, that's so, so weird. funny. It's a, it's, it's a, it's a square slime girl. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh. you can't own that. I mean, yeah. you can, but I like the concept of slime girls. I'm not sure why or what that means. <laughs> But I don't think it has to be, like, a necessarily, like, 
sexual thing. It's like, oh, hey, like a cute amorphous person. Mm-hmm. That's I pretty think, chill. Well, not think, completely amorphous, but you know. Yeah, yeah. I think my my um. I can't quite decouple it in my mind from the fact that I have mostly seen slime girls or slime slime folk in uh, adult entertainment. Look, I'm not going to say it's not part of it. I'm not going to pretend to be somebody I'm not. That's not part of it. <laughs> but I think it's also fi- funny when people are like, hey, I made like some food characters. Like, here's Waffle Boy and here's like Cherry Pie Girl. And she's like the goop from the Cherry Pie. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, like she's like a slime girl. But they'd like... She's not, like, super busty or weird or anything. She's just, like, a person made of, of goop. Like, oh, hey, and there's, mm. like, Cupcake Woman. Like, oh, okay, this is this is all fine. Like, um, like oh, but okay, if somebody's yeah. like, hey, but here's, like, some big old titties and, like, a, a, a bouncy old dick. Like, oh, cool, this is great. Like, this is also fine. Like, <laughs> This is fine, but for a different audience. Yeah, this is, you know, decouple them. You, know, you have the kids' content and the adult content. Like, very obviously divided, but... We all can appreciate slime, is what I'm saying. Nickelodeon was ahead of the curve, is all I'm saying. So, uh, <laughs> us watching uh, Slime Time after school, and we were like 12, like, hope this won't awaken anything in me. Like, Alas. <laughs> who knew? Uh, there was nothing we could do. It was it was, it was, was ahead of our... Look, there's nothing we could do. <laughs> there's nothing we could do. I watched something that made me feel emotional recently. I uh, caught up on Steven Universe Future... Oh yeah, I really need to do that now that I'm home. It's, uh, these latest two episodes were like, oh man, like, I don't know what Rebecca, Rebecca Sugar thinks they're doing all the time, just hurting all of us like this. <laughs> but there's like some intense feels, um, and not like in the, not in the way we're used to having, like where, you know, Garnet got mad at Pearl, like, oh, you can, you can relate fusion to being like a relationship or sex or like some kind of metaphor um but not these two past episodes there wasn't really any metaphor this was just text this is no subtext um i don't really want to spoil it too much for mm-hmm. you but steven has an idea in this one episode and it, it doesn't go through and he just feels very upset about it You're like oh no like you know it's not going to go well like it's, if, if if you've seen something before like this is this is, this is gonna be bad but the second episode, because I guess they're coming out in pairs. Um, I mean, this is spoilers, but it's not anything serious. Steven's been having some issues, like, he's been glowing pink a lot. And it happens in the first episode of Steven Universe Future, and you're like, oh, cool, I guess he's getting new powers or something. I guess it's all culminating to this, and Connie's like, yo, you should go to the doctor. Because he's, like, <laughs> he's looking pretty bad, actually. Like, he's, like, swollen up and stuff. And basically what happens in it uh he, i mean he's like i don't know how to go to the doctor she's like well my mom's a doctor at the hospital she has some time and uh miss maheshwaran's like uh so we're doing some tests and you know so i took your x-ray and luckily the crystal gems let me to x-ray them and all that shows up on them is their gem like that's all they are is projections but you have a gem and a skeleton so you do have like at least partially human body she's like, but let's look at your head real fast and there's like tons of cracks in his head like oh, his head's like <laughs> not tons there's some and she's like so these are like really thin hairline like and everything's perfectly aligned it almost looks like you broke bones and they healed instantaneously but like there's a ton of broken bones here like he's like what's that mean she's like he's like you've healed the physical trauma but like i don't know if you've dealt with like the mental trauma He's like, is something wrong with my brain? She's like, no, not wrong with your brain. It's just, 
you've gone through so much trauma. Like, is there anything in your childhood that you may think like may have left an impact? <laughs> like, any kind of smells like, well, when I was little, they canceled my favorite snack and that kind of hurt. And then I got attacked by a monster and you see his like face start to like float. And he like pretty much explains the first few episodes and the first arc. Like, and then like, you know, these aliens came down and like knocked me out and I woke up in a coma, like on a spaceship. He's like, hold on, hold on. Wait, wait, what? He's like, oh, well, that's just the first part. Like, Steven. <laughs> uh, Steven, Jesus Christ. And, you know, basically she's like, so the human brain releases a hormone called cortisol when you're stressed. And I think you've gone through so much stress in such a little time that maybe your gem is reacting to like a gem version of that. So anytime you are encountering the minorest of stresses, your body thinks that you're going to die. Um, <laughs> and I'm like, holy shit, like that, that makes so much sense. Like, and, like, you see all these times where he was just getting fucked up. Like, the gems were throwing him at stuff. Because to them, like, they can't break their bones. Like, who cares? And, but he was like, oh, I guess all oh, this cute slapstick we were watching this whole time was, oh, haha, remember that time he, like, fell off of the house, like, down that mountain onto the beach in the first episode? Yeah, he probably broke all of his bones when he did that. It's like, oh, wow, Oofa thanks, doofa. Rebecca Sugar. Like, why are you doing this? But also, like... Well, to be traumatized by a children's show. Yeah, I imagine that the thesis was, they were sitting there and people were like, Rebecca, we don't want you to have to put in the show, but like, how is Steven made? Like, can you give us some more adult answers? And they're like, yeah, I'll give you some adult answers on that ass. Like, Steven has trauma. And you're like, oh no, oh, this, is, this isn't what I was hoping for. And like, you wanted some adult stuff? Here you go, this is an adult show. And you're like, no, I just wanted to know if, if Greg Universe fucked a rock. That's all I wanted to know. <laughs> I didn't want all this. I never um, asked for this. Um, but it's it's getting it's getting really uh, kind of deep stuff, and it puts you in the same in a similar place as Stephen, because there's a lot of things changing around him, and and thus us. Not just again, small spoiler like Sadie killing the suspects breakup. Aww. But like they're all like that's that's fine. Like you know I want to do this and. Like, Buck Dewey wants to do one thing, Sour Cream's good doing his thing, and uh, uh, the fish pizza girl, I, I can't remember her name, uh, she's like, hey, I'm going to go do this other thing, too. Like, they all go on with their lives, because they were teenagers, and they're growing up. Mm-hmm. And then Sadie meets, like, a new person, and actually, her and Lars don't want to date, and Sadie's dating this non-binary person named Shep, who everyone likes, but Steven doesn't like just because of... You're the person who broke up my favorite ship and my favorite band oh. kind of thing. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Like The Yoko so, Ono of... And as the viewer, we're like, yeah, I don't have a problem with Shep, but I don't want them to be doing what they're doing because that's changing my status quo that we watched everyone fight the diamonds and fight for all this. Like, we have our happily ever after. Like, we fought Spinel and we finally got our happily ever after. And everything's going their own separate ways. How life does. But Steven is, like, 16, and teenagers are like, hey, that was fun that we had a little band back in high school, maybe we toured a little bit, but I'm going to go be a doctor, or I'm going to continue being a DJ, but I don't want to be in a band, I want to be a DJ. And someone's like, hey, we dated, like, once at the donut shop, but we're just not for each other. Maybe I want to be an adventurer. Maybe maybe she wants to be in a band with her, her new partner. And everyone else is dealing with these things, but as a child who was like, the only thing that mattered to me was saving the universe and just surviving. And now that's done. I want to live a life, but now I have nothing. And I'm like, Oh, that's kind of like your favorite show. Like, Hey, we finally get the resolution. And it's, 
we always want to know well what's next give us a sequel please like what happened after you know what happened after the half-blood prince like you know what happened after episode six and then you find out like you can't be pleased there's nothing that the star wars trilogy could have done to please everybody yeah subvert your expectations meet your expectations give us a new hope again give us something completely different bring palpatine back like did we anyone want that i don't know like (laughs) nobody wanted that but we're like well i mean based on the fact that we tried some shit like this before and y'all want us to do the same shit y'all want us to have yoda and luke skywalker doing lightsabers so we're gonna do the i'm your father thing again y'all like that the first time (laughs) did like that the first time y'all so it's so it's okay so what happens after the happily ever after well, people have to move on, and that's weird to watch, and it's like an interesting episode that I, I like that it's called a different show, even though it's basically just an epilogue. They could have just called it Steven Universe Season mm-hmm. X, <laughs> but it's interesting that they call it a different show, and it is really weird that I, 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 I like this, but I don't know if I'd want to say, like, okay, happily ever after, well, what happens next? Like, no. Like, just... We don't want that from the creator. Let's just go with our coffee shop AU fan fiction. Like, not as a joke, but it, if the story progresses in a realistic way, it's weird. And things change, and we don't get the status quo. And that's that's weird to think about. <laughs> like, I think about, like, maybe fan fiction for My Hero Academia, and, like, oh, man, like, who's your ship? Like, Deku and Uraraka, Deku and Bakugo like well it's possible that would happen but like part of the dynamic that's fun is all the characters being together but some of them are going to go to maybe like hey you know what i don't go ahead no i was gonna say yeah some of them are going to go different places and some of them are going to develop differently as like as the story continues to progress yeah more more characters will come in like we didn't have a million last year like yeah there's more people and you know maybe deku's like i don't i i want to go do a stint in America like All Might did, like, maybe, like, or go to another country. Maybe he wants to go to, like, England, you know. Maybe he thinks All Might just went to another country to get experience. Maybe he does that. Or Rocco wants to help her family. Maybe Baku goes, like, I want to stop crime in every continent. I don't know. Um, <laughs> maybe somebody goes to college, and it's not the same anymore because that's how life works. And it's interesting to see a show throw out its status quo as a status quo. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's very interesting. I recommend this show. It's only like 12 episodes and some of the stuff, it's, it's just slice of life stuff. Uh That's the point. So it doesn't feel like filler. Nice. Yeah. I'll definitely have to check it out. Sorry for the filibuster, but it just, that kind of all spilled (laughs) out. I wasn't planning any of this. I completely forgot. I said that till you said something about like a crystal when you were watching Onward. Uh And it just brought something forth. (laughs) Can you tell I've been sitting alone with my thoughts? No, for, yeah, yeah, nothing. <laughs> for about two months now. <laughs> uh. Nothing suspicious about that. Um, yeah, the you know, do we want to jump out onto the talking about MHA a little bit in more yeah. depth? Since yeah, let's, just... yeah, let's <laughs> let's do that. Uh, just gonna follow sorry, the segue. Yeah, sorry to get weird, but uh, yeah, my hero is still very good. I'm I'm loving this arc. Who's a lot, weird? Actually. No one's weird. <laughs> we are totally regular people in a totally regular time. That's true. Everything's everything is everything is everything. But no, my heroes is good. They're doing the uh, still doing the class festival arc, and I guess this is episode eighteen or so of the dub. Uh, yeah, it's, 
it's it's once they've got underway with the rules and the festival and Ari comes to visit the school with Lemillion, who poor guy can't sneak around anymore without because he doesn't have a quirk. Um, but he got that thick ass though. He got the juicy yeah. peach. He said, "I don't know what he said." In the, <laughs> What's the like, uh, the meme like the the clap of my ass cheeks? Oh yeah, yeah I'm, I'm dummy thick. <laughs> <laughs> like he hides in the in, in the bush. Like hey guys, I brought you a peach. Like oh Ari, but also my big old butt. Um. So the localization team did a very good job. And uh, <laughs> basically they just walk around the school a little bit. And Deku continues to be very bad with with women, which is very funny. Charming. Hilarious. Uh, uh, like uh, Nijere is getting ready for the beauty pageant, which Deku looked oh very gosh, concerned yeah. that he didn't know about. He's like, oh, I didn't say anything about a beauty pageant. Like, why are you acting like you would have entered the beauty pageant? <laughs> <laughs> or have to judge, like... He reacted in a very strange way, but, um, yeah, Nedry was wearing a very low-cut top, which I love that Togeda's like, hey, a, a perfectly normal thing. I was gonna say, like, you're gonna, it's like, this, this is a, uh, a child, my dude, like, you gotta really sweep up that sentence really quickly. <laughs> like, I love the... Wait, what, what do you mean? With the, the beauty pageant thing, like, wasn't it, who's the, what's the name of the... The third year? Uh, I think her name's Nedre, and there's Nedre, Sunny yeah, there. yeah. I was gonna say, like, she's, she's like, still, like, what, like, 16? Oh, uh, yeah, probably. Uh, no, third year, maybe she might be 18, 17, no. Yeah, she might be 17 or 18. Depending, maybe 16. 16, 17, 18, I don't remember. That, that's, she's a senior in high school. Okay, yeah, yeah, I know she's a senior, so she could be, she could be of legal age. I was just gonna say, like, my dude, like, this is... Let's talk about how weird it is that they're having a beauty pageant that's so, like, kind of weirdly sexualized in a high school. <laughs> yeah, I, um, so it's kind of weird, because whenever you do that stuff in school, I don't, I, I, UA doesn't seem to have any rules, and I'm sure this they just, is true. we have a beauty pageant, do what you want to do, and they're like, I want to be sexy, they're like, yeah, we're not even gonna fucking monitor this, like, we have a, <laughs> This is none of our business, we just we said a, you could do what you want. <laughs> we have a festival where the kids beat the shit out of each other, like, if you want to show, show, like, half a titty, like, that's fine, like, one of our superheroes wears skin tight clothes, it's fine, it doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> which, you know, I, I mean, I, I, I appreciate that it's a regular school in that sense. Um, one thing that May Hatsume said... She's like, well, this, this, the cultural festivals where, like, the support class really get to shine. We got overshadowed in the sports festival. I'm like, you fought in the tournament. Like, <laughs> you could, you could have gone to the second round of the tournament. <laughs> you, you tricked your comp- opponent. Like, you easily could have. Who did Aida fight? Todoroki? Oh, uh, yeah, I think. Y- yeah. May could have probably beat Todoroki with, like, the appropriate gadget if she had, like, had something. You know, it's. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, she couldn't have beat Bakugo, probably. But she could have at least got to him. Maybe, ha- like, tussled with Todoroki a little bit. Tussled with Todoroki. Title yeah. of the fanfic. Hanging with Mr. Cooper and tussling with Todoroki. <laughs> <laughs> uh, tussling and tugging. Um, Oof. But yeah, he's going to get his support item soon. And then she's always up in his face, which is interesting. Um, yeah, she's like, the, I feel like... She- Hatsume is like the whatchamacall the um wait she's up into his face Deku Deku yeah I was gonna say like I feel like she's like the the sleeper ship kind yeah. of like 
Like, people who are like, you know, like, Harry Hermione, Harry Ginny, whatever. Like, I'm a Harry Luna shipper. Like, that's <laughs> the the Deku Hatsume It's It's, it's interesting. I love, like, the crack ships that are, like, hey. It's not like they've just shared a frame together. It's like, there's a there's a basis off of it, you know? It's Yeah. I, I, I mean, I wouldn't be upset about that, you know? It's However, it does ruin, like, the fiction of, like, oh, no, she would be a great sidekick. Because once he masters one for all, he could just be guinea pig for all kinds of crazy bullshit. And, like, you know, that's what love is, is, hey, I'll try this armor for you, and maybe I'll break it, maybe I won't. Um, All Might still has amazing reflexes. That was pretty cool. He called her Silver Snitch that she just had flying around the forest. (laughs) Yeah, that was wild. The, uh, yeah, I feel like, actually, that, I feel like... I came up with that dynamic on the fly, but I'm, like, patting myself on the back now because it was kind of spot on. Because she is kind of, like, the goofy, like, kind of checked out, like, character from a different, like, class that, like, Deku somehow gets a little bit, even though everyone else thinks she's weird. Who was, you said Harry and Luna? Yeah, like Harry and Luna. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, they worked to get together one time, you know? Yeah. The, uh, god, the, like, this is... This is, like, spoilers moving forward when... Because they have to have a fight in this season, obviously. Oh, uh, yeah. He's about to fight gentle. Yeah, but, um... Like, the one... I was gonna say, the one thing that Deku does have on top of... I, like, not just Harry Potter, but most shonen protagonists. With the understanding that Harry Potter is somewhat of a shonen protagonist. I mean, it basically it's is. It's basically like a tournament-style anime being at Hogwarts. Yeah, if not like a mix between shonen and isekai anime. Like, oh, you're transported to a different world where you're the best ever like <laughs> yeah and and despite like just like naruto he's harry potter is dumb as rocks and has one spell that he continues to use far beyond having learned more advanced magic like harry's got expelliarmus and naruto's got the like shadow clones and it's all you need i guess <laughs> uh. but um but on the upside of of Harry Potter, Deku is actually like continues to just be like is refreshingly smart. Yeah. Like it's such an interesting element of his like kind of like hero otaku. Yeah. Likeness. Well, well, it's funny because like Bakugo always calls him damn nerd, like kind of like in a shitty way. But like mm-hmm. he's a fucking nerd. Like. <laughs> yeah, like he's a like, like truly like an otaku about heroes. But because he's so, like, checked into all of it, like, he actually uses, like, really smart strategy when he fights. Yeah, like, in if a I way found that, out... like, other shonen heroes do not. <laughs> yeah, like, if he had, if, if, if it, if there's, like, some twist, because I guess we're starting to, I guess if you watch the movie, it kind of spoils, like, the doctor a little bit, which I've been just been seeing from, um, manga stuff. Um, mm-hmm. he, Spoilers for, like, ten seconds if you care, just jump ahead. But, like, he works with the League of Villains. Um, and that's, like, a point with the movie, like, how certain people get powers or whatever. Take that as you will. But I wouldn't be surprised if, like, it turns out, like, Deku has, like, some latent quirk. Or there's, like, a way, like, oh, hey, you didn't have a quirk when you were little because the little toe pinky thing. But you can get one later because mm-hmm. this is still relatively new science. Or if they just straight up lied to him because why not? Um... If you had, like, a hyper-analysis quirk, like, I wouldn't be surprised. Because, like, Deku's ability to, like, come up with plans on the fly 
be able to like bounce around a room like Jet, although like he had no practice doing that, he can like perceive really fast around him. Mm-hmm. If it turned out like, oh, hey, yeah, actually, you did have a quirk. It's actually just hyperanalysis, which, again, not really great for hero work because you can't punch stuff. But like, hey, congratulations. I, w- I wouldn't be surprised about that. But I mm. agree with you. I like that he's smart. He's like a high B student pretty consistently from hard work. Yeah, there's just like there's a like a moment in his fight with Gentle, like after you learn what Gentle's quirk is, where like it seems like it seems like his quirk is going to be kind of like an insurmountable like barrier to Deku being able to stop him but Deku's able to do this like very just like smart thing with his new ranged attack that we're also concerned about I don't understand like why that's new to him I I, I feel like Horikoshi just forgot um (laughs) cause like even the way that he does it is the same exact way he did it before I'm like this is such a good move you have whatever it's fine um even all my points out, I don't have any long range attacks. Like, bro, you can punch the weather in a different direction. Like, just do that. Like, right. what do you mean? Like, you don't have a ranged attack. This is, this is patently obvious. But whatever. And I think I know what um, Gentle's quirk is, kind of from like previews and spoilers that I'm seeing like on Instagram. Really mm. sucks being two weeks behind. Simulcast my ass, but whatever. <laughs> um, it seems I, I I enjoy him as a hero. Does he still stay like compelling as a hero? Like, he's not just I kind of want him to, like, be a joke of a hero where, like, it gets resolved and they still get to go on with their sports festival. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I will, I will neither confirm nor deny what the uh, the outcome of the the whole fair. deal is, but it was, uh, it was a really satisfying fight. Good. Also, they, like, they made it seem like there's going to be a big deal about the gold tips imperial tea. Like, Momo has it and then Gentle wants to get a cup of it. Like, oh, is this going to be a thing? Like, no, it's just... The name of the episode, like, oh, cool, thanks, okay, fine. <laughs> um, I, th- I think it does break a lot of conventions, though, like, how Baku goes, is, like, he's the jackass rival character, but he's stronger than the main character, and he's not stupid, like... He's not stupid or a bad person, or, like, willing to sacrifice his morals for things, he's just a jackass. Yeah, like, he's not Vegeta, like, oh, yeah, I'll, I'll take the Majin Buu power to, like, surpass Kakarot, even though, like, I'm gonna blatantly be evil and hurt a lot of people and have to, like, basically, like, sacrifice myself to not, to, like, to atone for what I did. He's like, mm-hmm. no, I just, like, am willing to kill a villain, which apparently not actually. He just likes to tell people to die. You know, jackass, but, like, smart guy. Tutors people, just is bad with people. I, I find that interesting and... Just, uh, it's a, it, they've done good with the, uh, characters in this show. Um, anybody, yeah, anything else happened in that episode, really? Deku got yeah. kicked out of the dance team to carry Ayama around. But... Yeah, he's just, uh, he just doesn't have the moves. He doesn't have the rhythm. Yeah. But this is just blatantly silly. Like, Mina wore a suit to tell him he's on a different team now. Like, why'd you do that? But I like it. It's little gags. <laughs> but it's, uh, it's fun. I, I, I... I appreciate that you was like, hey, yeah, I see you writing in these books. Like, can you show me how to write notes a little bit better? Yeah, I don't know. They, all, I like seeing them all get along and you know, be a team. <laughs> I, I like the dynamic of the slice of life stuff. Like, I'd watch a whole season of just this kind of shit. Um, I know it's not for everybody, mm-hmm. and it's not uh, shonen esque. Yeah. But I, I don't know. Like, once you've built these characters and we're all invested in them, you can do like anything with them and i think people would appreciate it like uh apparently re- people really did appreciate that 
during the internship arc they showed what Froppy was doing just since we see so much of Deku it's nice to see like other people in the show because you've made like 16 compelling characters in that main class <laughs> no yeah I agree like that's like like I was saying like after the um the overhaul arc was over I was like thank god I need to get back to my <laughs> my more important children <laughs> <laughs> yeah like there was a moment I think I think it was in the first movie. Yeah, they're all, like, they all end up on this island. Like, it's a it's called I Island, I think. And there's, like, a lot of technology and festivals there. And they all kind of independently end up there. And there's, like, a a conference or, like, a, a ball later on. You get to see, like, Kirishima and Bakugo in, in suits. And Kirishima's like, I knew you wouldn't bring a suit, so I brought one for you. And they both look good in them, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, but when shit hits the fan, you get to see what all the other students were doing, like what their personal life is doing. Um, they also do it like during the one for all fight or the all for one fight. And like you go to see like, oh, like what's Mina doing? What's Hakogure doing? What's 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 uh, Mineta doing? And there's like little moments where people are like holding a pillow or like even though Mineta has like a lot of pictures of like women in his room. He's like, oh, shit, like all might know. Um Jiro's kind of like playing music or something like has like an instrument near her like you could see what all the characters are feeling through these little things like you to do a whole room design for a, a 10 second cutaway mm-hmm. so I, that's the kind of stuff I like like they've made us care about all these characters because they're so cool and I just want to see them do stuff and we can all picture how strong they'd be it's not just Deku like can punch real good like I think that the second movie shows so well like uh, Kondo or Koji not Koji Kondo, not the composer, but Koji, <laughs> the, the, the Anna voice guy. Mm-hmm. Um, in the movie, Bakugo and Deku get their ass beat, and it's looking pretty grim. Um, and the villain's about to end them, but you just see, like, a flock of crows come in. And your first thought's like, oh, is this uh, <laughs> um, Dark Shadow? I forget his name. Taki- Tokiyami. But then, like, mm-hmm, oh, no, Tokiyami. this actual crows. Koji called them, like, to make up, basically, a smoke cloud so they can get... Deku and Bakugo out of there. I'm like, this is the shit that, like, I want to see. Like, yeah, you would think his power's pretty trash until, well, we can make ants change the ground. We can make a smoke screen out of birds. We can do all kinds of crazy stuff. And that's what I want to see. Not just, hey, Deku figured out that, hey, you know, you can punch real good. Well, you can flick real good, too, and it makes people go away. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> flick real kind, good. <laughs> kind of figured that. Um, I'm sure Bakugo could flick real good, too, if you know what I'm talking about. Um, but. Uh, (laughs) but that's i don't know yeah yeah you know it's a it's a good show someone uh someone else should watch it watch with us watch with us steph what would what kind of quirk would you have what would you want a quirk to be or if you thought you got a quirk what would it be okay i was gonna say well is it what quirk would i have or what quirk would could you extrapolate based on my already existing powers yeah, yeah, kind of like we want to do it in part of our spin dash round on the uh, on the main show. Yeah, well, I would say, I mean... Based on your anime protagonist life. Based on my anime protagonist life, um, God, like, either the ability to hold organizations together by the skin of my teeth, <laughs> or... Um, no, we're not doing crappy X-Men mutant powers, because although that's a good power, it's not that, that's not, not that. Not really a quirk, yeah. I mean, speed reading, probably... Like, if I had to do pick a boring thing, like, because <laughs> Lord knows I can read incredibly fast. Um, God, if there was a, 
I feel like maybe if like if it was like a like a physical manifestation of a personality trait, like something like a what's his name's um Red Riot, like some mm. kind of like turning into rocks thing because I'm so fucking stubborn. That's actually pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, it's a good quirk. I like the quirks that are that sound pretty straightforward until you start to think about like what that can possibly mean. Mm-hmm. Well, it's kind of like the like how we always talk about like what the se- like the secondary powers you have to have to like for a power to be effective. Yeah. Like, like, Todoroki needs to be able to resist frostbite on one side and burns on the other side. Yeah, so, like, it's, it's like, uh, otherwise you're just, like, Wolverine cutting yourself every time you put your claws out kind of thing, like. Yeah, which that sucks. Um, which is so, like, fucking emo, like. <laughs> well, he, I mean, you know, he's always being poisoned by the adamantium, too. I mean, he's just so edgy. Um, most edgy. But I like the other half of that, too, where it's, like, you know, your power is invisibility, but, like, what else can you do with that? Well, technically, I can refract light in a different way. That's the kind of stuff that gets interesting to me. Mm-hmm. Um, or, like, uh, Kaminari using himself as a lightning rod, which, that's a little bit more, it's not obvious, but it's more obvious, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so seeing the stuff that you could do, like, uh, like oh, you know, maybe you could t- take your sound wave instead of blasting them through the air, you blast them through the ground to, like shake people down or red riot can like become unbreakable and be used as a shield or a spear rather than just punching stuff he can mm-hmm. absorb damage and that that's the kind of stuff i like oh that's pretty cool i don't know what mine would be yeah what would yours be maybe yeah. some kind of like energy boost or extension or something i don't know cause i'm kind of like a hyper person i like to run fast and like push myself beyond i don't know i think about like how rappa like can punch real hard because it's basically just like he can twitch his muscles. Mm-hmm. It's not like he can punch fast necessarily, so he can do that. I don't know, I feel like it'd be something that makes me move Yeah, I feel like definitely it would be some sort of movement-based quirk for you. Maybe not, like, as, like, completely running-based as Ida's, but, like... Something in a similar way. Like, even if it's just... Like, I don't know, I, I feel like it'd be, like, called Twitch or something. Like, mm-hmm. a reflex thing, like, I catch things that are falling or, like like block stuff if someone like tries to slide make like block it real fast but it's based on just kind of like expending energy to move uh in a snappy way i don't know yeah yeah, yeah, i'll just call it twitch like (laughs) no call it snap that's it because twitch (laughs) i feel like you got the branding issues yeah uh (laughs) you know that's called I i believe it's called a moment in physics um, when you derive the fourth time, <laughs> oh. what is it? It's above my pay grade. It's like meters, meters per second, meters per second squared, and I think meters per second cubed is moment. Like yeah, like velocity, acceleration, and then moment or something. I don't know. It's not even useful most of the time. It's just one of those things. Like hey, I know a thing. Ah, <laughs> 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 uh, but it normally just is always the number one because keep deriving you eventually get to one or zero science and math we should add that to our list what would your quirk be yeah cool. definitely it's good stuff you know it's, uh, and what do you so aside if you did have a quirk that was powerful and not like a like a goofy quirk um would you 
like choose to go into a hero track or would you choose civilian life oh if i had like a if you had like a hero level like something that would get you on the x-men team as opposed to just like make you a mutant that's a good question what i want to be on the hero track um i mean based on my heroes world or their society not their world but their society yeah let's let's say go with the japanese society because i don't we don't know what it's like in the rest of the world Mm -hmm. um i think you have to go on the hero path because the best way to make money and not feel like a jerk um but that might have something to do with cultural norms about like looking out for people Mm -hmm. um you know depending on what i mean i'm also a coward so depending on like (laughs) what the quirk was would be it Mm because if that's like a super speed quirk that i feel like i could get out of danger like if i was like aida or red rye or jet or something i feel like i could get away from getting hurt but if your ability is like like bakugo is just confident but his quirk doesn't necessarily protect him from damage you know or araka mm-hmm. doesn't protect themselves from damage deku yeah, can well... just eat a bunch but like yeah if i wasn't able to like defend or evade i would not be a hero because i would be too scared of like getting killed by like some dude who's mad that heroes mm-hmm. are like making money <laughs> Like, yeah. oh, I got stabbed because I wanted to save somebody. No thanks. Mm-hmm. Well, because, I mean, it's Uraraka, her family, none of them are, they're, like, none of them are hero people, right? Like... Yeah, they're all, like, they're in construction. Yeah, that's what I thought. So, like, her quirk, like, is something that she could use, that is powerful and she can use for hero work, but she can also, could have also gone into, like, a trade with it kind of thing. Like, if you could run really fast, like, there's a, like, you could be, like, a surveyor as well as, like, yeah, a hero kind of thing, you know? So I guess there's the other hero path, too. There's, like, rescue heroes and stuff like that, like 13 and the wild mm-hmm. pussycats. So, I mean, I'd, pro- I'd probably go to be a hero, depending on what it was. It just depends on, I guess it depends on what it is and what I got. I don't know. Yeah. It does seem fun, but I'd, I'd want to, if I'm the kind of person I am now, I would definitely try to still do something that's, like, contrarian in a way. Mm-hmm. Like, now I don't want to be a hero. Everybody does that. Let me be an artist with my non-art quirk or like let me be in construction (laughs) with my non-construction quirk yeah well i feel like they also like you could um like it also just kind of ties into like you're making like what like a 12 year old pick a career Uh, like even earlier than you're already making like a and like a fairly dangerous one like people are going out and like doing hero work at like age like 15 yeah that's wild and and it's weird, too, because they still have, like, 15-year-old brains. Mm-hmm. Even if the like... I mean, you think about it. Like, Aida got, like, fought by Stain. Like, like Stain shouldn't be able to, like, beat heroes. That, like, his quirk's good. Don't get me wrong. But it's not like... Like, you think... You take Todoroki in his prime, like, with Endeavor's level of experience. Stain's not touching Todoroki. He's not touching Deku or Bakugo, either. Like, he's not going to get the chance. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, Aida's whole thing is being so fast. I mean, I don't know if he's specifically, like, lightning fast, or if he's just, like, pretty fast for a person. Like, <laughs> um, I know his reciprocal burst is good, but I don't think he's, like, he's not, like, absurdly fast in a way, like, you can't see him. Like, you could see uh-huh, him probably, yeah, like, know? he's not, like, gonna be running faster. Like, he should still take the bullet train kind of thing, like. Yeah, you know, I, I don't know if he could dodge, like, I don't know if he could dodge a bullet kind of thing, but he could, like, mm-hmm. run next to a bullet, if that makes sense. So, like, the fact that, like, Stain was able to, like, stab or get a jump on him, like, that's, like, a rookie mistake that no adult would have made with the, like, looking for him. Like, there was heroes that got, like, ganked by him, 
But, like, you mean to tell me you went out looking for a serial killer and they got the jump on you? Like, that's... You gotta do better, Chief. That is dangerous work for a 15-year-old. You're definitely right. Like, <laughs> yikes. But I guess... So, but on the other hand, though, I don't think that they're supposed to be. I think this is this is different. This is a new paradigm for the world. A new because world. They're, yeah, because, like, the League of Villains has, like, struck them so many times and stain changed everybody's mind. Because I think they're just supposed to, like, go on field trips and learn how to be a hero and do internships where they're, like, As opposed walking to the street, like... Like, in actual, like, high-stakes life-and-death fights. Like, this isn't, like, a fantasy world like Naruto, where it's just, like, the regular thing you do to be a... Um, yeah. To be in life-and-death situations at age 13, like... Yeah, I think this is... I, I think they've stated that this is different. Because I don't, I don't even think they were supposed... First off, they weren't even really supposed to get their hero exams. Like, as I was like, well, we can do it, because, like, there's such a shortage, and I think y'all need the experience. Mm-hmm. But, like, people point out that UA never gets their licenses on the first try, because everyone just goes for them. But, like, mm-hmm. yet his class was like, no, we're badasses. Like, we're so good. It's like, wow, it's it's odd that you all got your license to begin with. Like, Todoroki and Bakugo, like, you're still above what was supposed to happen. I mean, mm-hmm. you're behind your class, but wow, I don't know how we got this far. Because um, I think everybody else there was, like, second years and third years from other schools. Like, they definitely were not supposed to be, like, in, like, fighting the overhaul. Like, they definitely shouldn't have been there. Like, that was a whole other thing. I don't know what was going on. That was, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, you... yeah, this is, it's not normal for like 13 year olds to be in these life or death situations. I really think that's their class is particularly in the middle of it. Like, yeah, when Bakugo did his internship, he was just hanging out with best genus. Uh, yeah. Getting his hair brushed. Like, yeah. And the only reason Deku fought Stain is cause he jumped off a train and decided to go do something else. Like Jet was like, we're just going to learn how to jump around. I don't know. <laughs> You know, uh, or Araka learned how to knife fight, but she was never, like, actually <laughs> knife fighting anybody. Like, I love her. <laughs> she's so great. I love her so much. She's just like, you know, like, I, I do have a superpower, but you know what I'm weak at? Hand to fucking hand. Like. <laughs> I mean, she she found a weakness in her own fight style, and she learned how to deal with it. Like, it makes you wonder, if she had learned how to knife fight before she fought Bakugo, like, would she be able to, like sidestep that or something or like if she was a little quicker she's like i'll just sidestep you like that's his weakness is if you get yeah she's a good hero to learn how to like just get next to you grab you de-gravify you then like i just want to come down give you gravity again oh you get jack people all the time (laughs) so yeah i think you're right this is i don't think this is normal (laughs) (laughs) I mean, they were camping, and, like, just some dude who ripped his skin off, and, like, guy with long teeth just attack him. Like, that's... That's true. That's you true. You don't plan for that. <laughs> it's rough, buddy. Uh, hey, times are times. Yeah, I thought it was going to be a sure short episode, times. but, you know, we, we, we did a full one, I feel like. Yeah, we, uh, we actually, we stuck around. We somehow it's, will manage to speak for an hour to each other. It's, Wild it's power friends. It's... <laughs> It does feel it does feel natural actually, which is good. That means we've been doing this for a while, and we actually are friends. And we're not just uh, speaking to a microphone. It's my tonality. I think changes a little bit. Like we all have a mm. radio voice. Yeah. But I'm still full of bullshit. Like I don't. <laughs> I don't feel like I, <laughs> I'm uh, doing better talking to um. We're good talkers. I think I'm a good talker. We are good talkers. Man. Oh, they used to, my teachers used to say stuff to my parents like, you're, you're, you know, your son speaks well. 
Mm-hmm. And that's not something you're supposed to say to black people, like, oh, you know, you speak yeah, like, so oh, well. Yeah, you're so articulate. Like, um, or, like, your kids are so polite and well-behaved. And I think... Yeah, as if it's, like, not yeah, the norm. Yeah. That's what we thought. And then we, my parents started to see, like, the other kids, how they spoke and behaved. Mm-hmm. And my dad was like, that should have been a racist comment. But alas, <laughs> you guys are just more well-behaved <laughs> than your classmates. Because we, we grew up in a bad area, and a lot of people just were just shitty people because kids are bad and if you don't teach them to be better they're trying to be bad you can't blame the kids mm-hmm. but wow like a lot of people i grew up with like talk to their students like so talk to the teachers so poorly it's like holy shit like maybe that speaks so well thing was actually just shocked because like wow how are you from here because you speak really well like you must not be from here <laughs> you don't uh, act like the rest of the like uh feral children in this <laughs> in this class so it's you know it's it's that weird situation where, like, hey, take this microaggression as a compliment, because it actually is, and sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, let's, uh, let's end this, because uh, yeah, we've got to get back on the train. Mate. Yeah, there's, there's lots of time for lots more uh, podcasting in the time to come, so. Yeah. So, uh, which one of us should, you know, let's just each give our own thing. So, how about All you right. kick this off, and we'll just go back and forth and do a teamwork thing. Alright, so I'll hit the, uh, the podcast info which is if you want to listen to us our previous episodes or maybe even this episode i don't know like time is a flat circle you can go to uh, <laughs> character reveal.simplecast.fm in your browser you can find it in your podcast catcher of choice um at character reveal you'll see those blue curtains you know what you're up what's up um hit subscribe hit those uh rate and review buttons uh type something out you know like let us know what you think tell us how we can improve uh, you can find us on twitter at character rev you can find us on facebook at character reveal you can find us on instagram at character reveal uh dom what do you want to say hey tell how about something. that maybe you want to find maybe you want to find me all over the internet that's going to be simple you just just fi- find brother dom it's easy it's in the comments there or the show description it's simple come find me instagram twitter twitch Probably gonna start streaming soon. The uh, corn stream, as we could call it. Um, maybe you want to find. <laughs> maybe you want to find Steph in various places. Well, that's gonna be easy still too. She's gonna have the same branding, but that's like that's diversity right there. You want to find her on Twitter, Captain Steph. Simple. Maybe you want to find her on Instagram. That's Hella Steph. Hella underscore Steph. It is Hella underscore Steph. Hella underscore Steph. Or you want to go on Tumblr. That's the Snow Queer. Still good. Still a good name. I, I like that. Puns are great. And then uh, I think we're on, what, Patreon, whatever. You can find us on we YouTube are. still. That'll be a link. And we're just uh, we're just getting by. Just getting by. We are. Yeah. I think just that's keep, everything, Keeping right? on, keeping on. Keep calm and carry on as they they over, over say. <laughs> uh, hey, well, we did it. Hey, folks, thanks so much for listening to us. Uh, times are rough, so we're all looking out for each other. So we're here to bring you all some good stuff and... We hope you're here to listen, and we appreciate all you do. Till next time, mm-hmm. we'll see you later. Bye. Uh, remember that time I said square slime or something? That was yeah, good. That was wild. <laughs> later. <laughs> later.